Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. This is Dwight and Matt coming to you. How you doing, Matt? Doing good. Hello, everyone. So pretty awesome that I get the senior pastor of the church <laughs> as my guest. I feel pretty privileged. I feel pretty privileged just to be considered a guest on this podcast. I'm humbled by this. There's been some great voices there have. over the weeks, and yeah. uh, boy, I hope I can live up to, to the bar they've set. Oh, you will. Well, uh, it's how long has it been since you've done this? Uh, it's probably almost a year. I, I'd have to go back since I've been a guest on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, welcome back. Thank you. And obviously, most people at Victory Point know who you are and know a lot of your history, but we have some new families and uh, people who are coming. So can you give us just a little background on kind of how long you've been part of EP and you your family life and what's happening. Yep, be glad to. I'll try to keep it short. Uh, I've been part of the VP family since 2004. Uh, I came over as a youth pastor in 2004, kind of evolved into a discipleship pastor, and then in 2017 became the lead pastor at Victory Point. Um, family, uh, my wife is Tori, and we've been married just over 25 years now. Wow. And uh, she just began a new job this fall at Lakewood Elementary School, uh, right around the corner from our house where we live. Uh, she works with, um, let me get this straight, preschool special needs, primarily nonverbal kids. So she's wow. got her hands full every yeah. day. She's awesome at it. So she works there four days a week. Uh, our oldest son, Reese, is now 23. And um, he graduated Hope this past May, spent the fall catching lobsters out in Maine to pay off his That's college so cool. debt. And now he moved down to the Florida Keys, Key Largo, and uh, he's working um, as a deckhand on a charter fishing boat for sailfish. Wow. Yeah. And uh, scuba diving, or not scuba diving, snorkeling for lobsters in his spare time. So, so. so did he get any of that from his old man? No, no, <laughs> no. But I'm jealous. Like uh, he's living his best adventurous life right he now. He is. I'm just really proud of him and all of them. I mean, our, our daughter, JC's 21. She lives in Arizona, has lived there for the past year with her best friend and uh, she's doing some cool ministry stuff and some work down there. And our youngest, Levi, uh, he's 19, and he is a sophomore at Davenport, still living in our home and uh, commuting two days a week to Davenport and working three days a week at Gibraltar. But they're all just launched well and walking with the Lord, and we're kind of getting into that empty nest stage of life and loving it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for that history. You bet. So our, our first reading this week is out of Jeremiah. Uh, what do you know about Jeremiah, just before we jump into this? Well, I know uh, he was uh, a prophet that God called to prophesy to Judah. Mm -hmm. um, I know that uh, I think his ministry spanned like four decades, and it was really uh, kind of a, a challenging time in, in Judah's life. Um, he he sort of prophesied and even experienced... Um, like the Babylonians coming in and kind of taking over Jerusalem and sending people off. And so he was prophesying leading up to that and then during that. And uh, so he he really um, lived in a tumultuous time, yeah. I guess, you know, during the life of Israel. 
kind of a prophet of doom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not called to be a prophet. I mean, like, as I, I just, just think about him and think about, like, my friend Crozier and your friend who, yeah. who's prophetic. I mean, they, they're just a, there's a mantle and there's a weight that they mm-hmm. carry around. They can't help it. It's part of their gifting. You know, they just care deeply about people hearing the voice of God and responding in obedience. Things like justice is important to them. Um, and, uh, you know, it, there's just there's just this weight. Integrity is important to them. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm glad God made me who he made me to be. I mean, we're all called to be prophetic. Paul says to eagerly seek that gift. But mm. uh, yeah, it, it's not easy being a, a prophetic person. Right. Well, let's jump into today's reading. Uh, and I didn't say this earlier, but it's Monday, January 31. You bet. <laughs> and our reading today is out of Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. So go ahead and lead us in there, Matt. All right. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hekiah, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Amon, king of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile." The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I've put my words in your mouth. See, today I I appoint you over the nations and the kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. He reminds me a lot of Moses. Yes, I thought the same thing. Did you? How do he remind you of Moses? Well, when Moses says... I don't speak well. Yep. I'm not your guy. Yep. And God said, yes, you are my guy. Yes. And I'll help you. Yep. Jeremiah's excuse was, I'm too young. Right. You know, but uh, I mean, then you start thinking about, well, God uses young people all the time. David was young, you know, when he kind of anointed him king of Israel. Uh, I think of Timothy, you know, Mm -hmm. Paul, like his, his just apprenticeship of, of Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth, because yep. of your age. John the Baptist, I mean, I mean, God uses people of all ages, but uh, he uses young people. I, I read a sidebar here. I, okay. I, I read a study today and it was Tom Bersman's Jr. actually reminded me of this okay. uh, a couple of years ago, but um, studies show your most fruitful years, your most fruitful decade are your 60s, followed Woo-hoo! by your 70s. Followed by your 50s. So God wow. uses young people, but I want the older people to remember God uses you too. You're like, I, I feel like I'm just, I'm beginning like the best decades of my life coming right. up here. You know, you are too. That's almost hard to believe. I know. But I think you finally have accumulated some wisdom and some <laughs> right. maturity and you have, you, you can start to apply it. Like you're, you're pursuing significance more than success at this stage of life. Right. And I, I think uh, that's really usable <clears throat> by God. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back insight. to Jeremiah. But back to he Jeremiah. He was young. That he was, was his young. excuse. Yeah. For, 
I don't picture Jeremiah Young, but you said he was at this for 40 years. Yeah, I think so, I read that, uh, I remember people say he might have been like around 17 to 20 years age when God called him into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I read in my commentary that, that in the earlier years of his ministry, Habakkuk was a contemporary of his, mm-hmm. and then later in his ministry, Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. So they, they would have been kind of prophesying at the same time. But that's, that's a, a wide yeah. range of time. Yes, it is. Yeah, he saw a lot and experienced a lot. Endured a lot, maybe is, is a way to say it. Yeah. So that Bible verse that so many people know and have heard and have written on high school graduation mm-hmm. um, you know, cards, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, for I know the hope... You know, I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, give you a hope and a future. You've preached on that before. What 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 is the context yeah. of of that verse? Well, I mean, it, he's speaking to a people that are enduring, you know, hardship in exile and um separation, you know, from from their homeland. Right. And, uh, and yet here comes God saying, it's all good. It's, it's all good. I, I got plans for you. And, I still have and, plans for you. And then he remind, then he invokes them to, um, so right where you are, like just plant yourself. Right. Plant yourself <laughs> and seek the good of the city, you know. Because um, they were in exile when they got that. At that point in Jeremiah's prophecies, yeah. Right. I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So th- we're looking at just the very beginning, the very beginning. Of, of that ministry. Okay. So another, like, what grabbed me immediately, Dwight, was um, just that phrase in verse 5. I mean, getting through all the context and, you know, setting this in a historical moment, yep. this king, that king, so forth, yep. um, this month. You know, then the, the word comes to Jeremiah. Jer- Jeremiah has a personal encounter with mm-hmm. the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. even though it's, it sounds like he grew up in a, like as a pastor's kid and in a priestly home, mm. um, but he had his own personal encounter. It reminds me of um, last week on the podcast when Scott and Tara were guests with uh, Steve Durr, like they were sharing their testimonies and they were sharing about how they grew up in Christian homes, went to church twice on Sunday, but at some point they each had a personal encounter with the Lord or, you know, people came into their lives that... that um, kind of created, you know, making God real to them. Like, mm-hmm. Jeremiah is no different. Like, he grew up around the Lord. He grew up hearing about the Lord, memorizing, you know, the the old Hebrew scriptures. And then, but he has a personal encounter with the Lord that sets him on a mission, you mm-hmm. know, that gives him a message and sets him on a mission. Um, but I, I, I love how God just begins with, before I formed you in the womb, mm-hmm. I knew you. You know, be, be, before... Uh, Jeremiah was, was even in existence. He was already he already existed in God's mind. Hmm. God knew him, and He chose him, and He had a purpose for him. Like you were just talking about, I know the plans I have for you, plans mm-hmm. to prosper. You know, there's purpose. Um, like just a reminder. Like that's just such a cool reminder. I mean, I I think everybody listening should go to verse five and put your name in front of it, hmm. and and just read it to yourself. Read it as if the Lord is speaking to you. You know, like, Dwight, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Mm. I chose you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you. Maybe it's not to be a prophet to the nations, but it's to be who you are right where you are. Right. And it's just uh, such, it's a such a good word. powerful, comforting word. It is. Yeah, this thought that that we've been in God's mind 
uh, even before we existed. That's a little mind blowing, mm -hmm. but uh, assuring mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Huh. So, I I love how yeah. It, at the very beginning, he he tells Jeremiah, "I formed you, uh, I set you apart, I appointed you," um, and then again. He, he kind of bookends it mm -hmm. again and says, the Lord has reached out his hand with his mouth. And he said to me, now I've put my words in your mouth. See, and then he says it again. I've appointed you over mm -hmm. the nations. Um, I'm going to be with you. Uh, it's almost like he's prepping Jeremiah yeah. for something that's not going to be so easy. I see that as well. Yeah. I think you're right on. <clears throat> I mean... I, I think it, you know, whether it's Jeremiah specifically or us as followers of Jesus, um, you know, I, I think the Lord creates us purposefully and um, with, with he appoints us, you know, to, to, his, to join in his mission. And, and I think it's just a reminder that if you're going to step into this mission, if you're going to obey me and follow me, you need to expect opposition. Yeah. You need to expect challenge, yeah. probably wilderness and valley along the way. Yep. Um, because, you know, he says in, in verse eight, you know, don't be afraid of them from mm -hmm. with you. I will rescue you. That implies like you're going to encounter <laughs> some people that are going to create fear and you're going to be in situations where you need rescuing. Right. Um, when you're in those moments, I'm telling you ahead of time, That's right. I'm there. Like, yep. I got you. And uh, yep. I think that's a good word to anybody who's trying to follow and obey and be like Jesus. Um, you're gonna, it's not going to be easy. You're going to run into opposition. Um, but the Lord has you. Yeah. And the Lord will rescue you. That's good. Mm -hmm. Well, Matt, if you could turn that into a blessing for our listeners. Yeah. How would you do that as we wrap up today's episode? Well, I will. Or is there more that you want to talk I will. about? I was going to add one more sentence yeah. maybe to, yeah, yeah. to the blessing. The, the other thing I think that grabs me from this is, you know, Jeremiah is reminded by the Lord, um, you know, don't use your youthfulness as an excuse. Like, I will give you the words to say, mm -hmm. you know, I'll give you the words, just like God gave Moses Aaron, you know, I'll give you the words to say. And it was a conviction to me, like, we need to stop hiding behind the excuse that, oh, I just, I don't know what to say. I want to tell people about Jesus. I just don't know what to say. Mm. I think, um, and we'll talk about this, you know, or have talked about this um, by the time this podcast airs, you know, this, this past Sunday. But um, I think we as a people at Victory Point and as the church in America, like we're really good at demonstrating the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're not so good at declaring the good news of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. the articulation of it with our words, because like oh, I don't know what to say. And I, maybe we all just need to hear God's word to Jeremiah today. Mm -hmm. um, I will give you the words to say. You know, I I will tell you what to say. Um, just go say whatever I tell you. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, trust in it. You know, mm -hmm. we, we just need to just. Trust, you know, as we pursue intimacy with the Lord, um, trust that his overflow will come out, you know, in every and all encounter, situation, conversation. Um, so be bold. Let's go for it. I mean, that, that's my encouragement today. The Lord will rescue us. The Lord is with us. Um, we have nothing to fear. He'll give us even the words to say. Um, let's be bold witnesses. Right on. Uh, let's go for it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Thanks, listeners. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. 
We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.